Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. If you would like to pick my brain as to all the wonderful ways that we can optimize your skin and rejuvenation journey, book your one-on-one with me. If you would like to work with Katie to optimize your sleep and biohacking journey, book a one-on-one with Katie. You can learn more about booking with us in the show notes of this episode or head on over to beautyandthebiohacker.com and you can find our one-on-one booking links there. Be sure to use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your one-on-one session with Katie or I. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be another spectacular episode, solo-sode. Is that what we call it when it's us, too? Because uh, We call it uh, magic episodes. A magic episode of <laughs> us, two. No guests, but we've got so much in store for you guys today. So if you didn't already listen to part one of our best of 2022 episode all about our favorite biohacks stop this immediately and go back and listen to that and then if you have then you're in for a big treat as we're going to cover all things red light therapy we're going to go over saunas and a lot of us always ask about the dry versus the infrared so we will answer some of that today we're going to do cold therapy for the love of God, please, Rachel, can you explain to me what gua sha is today? And <laughs> we're going to also talk about uh, some of our best baseline health tests. So without further ado, I introduce to you the beautiful, and if you're watching on YouTube, the glowing Rachel Varga. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. My skin's actually extra special today because I did my magnesium scrub. So if y'all want any skincare, you know where to get it from. <laughs> and we got Katie here as a professionally trained journalist. And actually, before we started recording this episode, it's so great to be here with each and every one of you today. And Katie and I, uh, one of the reasons why Katie and I jive so friggin' well right, is because Katie's a professionally trained journalist, and I am a double board certified nurse. And we both take our professions and our ethics very seriously. And we don't take your trust lightly. So thank you to each and every one of you for taking this ride with us. We will do absolutely everything in our power to always share uh, health promoting information to help keep you on the straight and narrow in this crazy world 
But as you all know, this isn't medical information. It's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. So before we get into our content, I warmly invite each and every one of you to subscribe to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast and our YouTube channel. And don't forget to hit the bell. I saw that that one coming from a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) So that you guys know when new episodes are dropped, uh, you can also join our newsletter over at beautyandthebiohacker.com and check out our favorites page where all of the stuff we're going to talk about in today's episode is actually going to be linked up in that episode or in on that website at thebeautyandthebiohacker.com forward slash favorites. So what are you fam? There's some there's some coupon codes in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have some affiliate links as well. So when you use those links, it helps to support the free content we provide to you here on the channel and the promo codes help you save some money. So it's a win-win for all parties involved. (laughs) (laughs) So I I would love to kind of talk a little bit about your experience with red light um, and then we can get into saunas because I think like for me, I, you know, we both have the Juve and I, I was using the Juve extensively in um, in Hawaii when I was living there. And, but I was also getting an abundant amount of sunlight. And so it's hard to kind of tell when you're just getting so much vitamin D from the sun and then more red light from your juve and your sauna. Like I just felt a little overwhelmed by light. And so I'm just curious, like now that we're in winter and you're, you know, probably not seeing a ton of sunlight, how often are you using your juve these days? Every freaking day, morning and night. I mean, did we not just go over this in a recent interview, my morning and evening routine? <laughs> yes, but it wasn't on this podcast. So friends, you want to go check out the Anti-Aging Hacks podcast where I make fun of Rachel for about an hour about her two and a half hour bath routine. Then you can find that in the show notes below. <laughs> I love you. Guys. Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> it's my thing, right? It's it's my thing. It's it's all good. I know you're you're poking fun at me. It's all you in know I fun. do weird, weird stuff, too. <laughs> like this morning, it's I got good. up at 430 and I went to like go take an ice bath. Like I, w- I heard coyotes in my ice bath this morning because, you know, I'm in the middle of the woods and I'm just like, that's probably not a great sound and I don't feel very safe here right now (laughs) and so uh so yeah I mean we all do things but if it makes you feel good that's what's important it's funny you mentioned that that you woke up super early this morning I did too I had like an internet connection issue overnight so my eighth sleep actually turned off and I'm like why am I so cold now? And I think it's only done that once, literally the whole time I've had it since last summer. So really great product. We're going to be actually talking a little bit more about that for sleep optimization. Um, But yeah, I woke up super early and I took a bunch of new supplements last night before going to bed and like my stomach was gurgling. It's like I had some food that I don't usually have as well. So anyways, it's like, just get out of bed, Rachel. Just so I ended up like making some really yummy, yummy, like ramen at 6(laughs) a.m. And then I went back to bed. It was was a weird morning, but it is what it is, right? Because if you can't sleep, like you're better off just getting up and maybe like having a snack or reading a book and then go back to sleep. And I just had like crazy, crazy, crazy dream that I was at this like Indy 500 
car race and it was like in australia it was really interesting what did so, your sleep data say about that did it show up as high rem last night well i haven't checked it because i just haven't had time to this morning and my eight mm. sleep actually turned off mm. so i did turn it back on actually i could probably check it now i did turn it back on uh, when i went back to bed because I, I it took took like a minute to fix the hub and reconnect oh, not yeah. a big deal at all but I could actually pull it up right now. But it's, you know, I had different foods and mm -hmm. I had a lot of supplements. And there's also a lot happening in Canada right now. Yeah, it's so interesting how, um, you know, your sleep cycle can just totally transform when there's a lot going on in your mind or even just the introduction of like one or two different things. Sometimes you don't even realize, like, I think I had like a, a mushroom cacao blend the other day and I wasn't even thinking Oh, there's lion's mane in here. And I know what happens when I have a lot of lion's mane. I end up sometimes having some crazy dreams. And so it was like after the fact, like when I woke up the next morning, I looked and I was like, oh, that explains so much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these are things you got to just like you do become more aware of. And it's so important to track if you can, um, you know, in some capacity to to make sure that you at least have a, a place to reference, you know, if you have something strange happen with your sleep or your heart rate is really high, you know, it's, uh, even though I don't necessarily overanalyze my stats every day, I think it is nice to have a baseline at a glance over a week. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, it's really noticeable for me when I, I always sleep better when I do my red light therapy, I'm going to share my eight sleep stuff when we actually do an episode on it. I don't want to distract from this episode because this one's going to be a freaking awesome one. Um, but red light therapy hundred percent before bed is like a non-negotiable for me. The times when I have skipped it, it's like, okay, I'll wash my face, take a quick bath and then I'll just go to bed. And I haven't turned it on. It is noticeable for me. Also, if I eat too close to going to bed, if I do one of my like two hour meditations before bed, I always sleep better. And my HRV has been uh, really steadily improving with a lot less high peaks and lows. It's getting a little bit more stable. Um, That's great. Yeah. Keeping up with like a little bit more of like a routine um, bedtime is really important too. So thanks, hubby, for getting on my butt for that. <laughs> now, do you use your red light therapy um, like with the infrared setting on or the near infrared or both? Like walk us through kind of what your protocol is because they have so many different settings on there. It's kind of hard to keep up. Yeah, with the Juve, I just, I do it all. I do the infrared and near infrared. Um, so I have like a huge panel in my office and sometimes I'll do my yoga in front of that. And I got to say like the newest products from juve uh if you guys remember i had a biohacking birthday katie you were there in spirit but i had two of my red lights going outside and the newest generation the light traveled so much further it was like a lot more of like a coherent a stream of light and the older generation i still use it i still use my old one from a couple years ago and it's still going strong the light isn't quite as intense uh, and then I'm also playing around with the true light. I picked one up mm -hmm. at Upgrade Victoria and I really like it. So that's what I have on right now. It's got like the red, it's got the yellow. So I like having it actually shining in my face while I'm doing podcasts, while I'm doing consultations with clients. I find it actually helps to counteract. Like if I block the light and I'm looking at my studio light up here and my laptop, it just is more pleasant to have the light going in the background. 
I think I had a true light, like one of those panels, like they're like a mini panel. I remember there being yellow light in there. And I think at the time I didn't really know you, like we weren't doing this whole podcast thing, but I feel like now I can ask you about yellow light and collagen production and like, what's the deal with that? Is that actually like, is there science behind that? I think that there's absolutely, well, for my interview with Wes, he's one of the the founders of Juve. He was sharing when we last connected that they actually have a huge resources uh, reference page on their website for research. So I would like to direct everyone to there to get their most updated findings because they had some anecdotal information coming through when I last interviewed him talking about how um, like it just helps in general with inflammation, but the, the really crazy thing was hormone regulation. So I'd be really curious to see that because there would be an implication with collagen from that, because when we start to lose, um, estrogen or, or hormones are out of whack, like when we hit age 37 to 41, it's like our skin ages overnight from this initial drop of collagen if that's more regulated in the background and we can use red light therapy to that, that in essence would be the mechanism of action to help to protect our collagen. Now with photobiomodulation for the skin itself, that's we are, we're going to do a whole episode on that one because that is a big, big, big deep dive, but anything we can do to activate our skin cells, because we know that the mitochondria is impacted with red light, of course, it's going to impact your skin cells as, as well. There's mitochondria in your skin cells. So that's for sure going to have an impact with just allowing your skin cells to behave as appropriately as possible in the way that they were, quote unquote, designed to be made to behave. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think it's, you know, there was just something that I definitely need to do a little bit more research on because I am curious about all these different wavelengths. And I feel like there's a lot of BS on the market of all of these different products that you find on Amazon or other third party reseller places that don't do the science. But places like True Light and Juve, they do. They've got the research. And like, that is the one thing I really do encourage listeners to like, do your research of the company to make sure that they're doing theirs. Yeah, I actually bought the I bought the True Light myself. Like sometimes I do this, sometimes I don't want to just get like a free product mm -hmm. and then like quote unquote have to say something good about it. Sometimes I just want to pay for it myself and try it out and I do that with probably about 60 to 70% of the biohacking stuff that I work with out there. Um just so you guys know, but it's obviously amazing when we get a chance to try things for free and really see if it's efficacious. I got to say most of the stuff that I've used um that's been by recommendation from you Katie has been pretty paramount. And really helped me, especially with my HRV, just with my mental clarity, mental acuity. So if you guys haven't booked a one-on-one -on -one with Katie for sleep optimization and biohacking optimization, I thoroughly recommend that. And you can find the direct links to book sessions with both Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com. You mentioned collagen. And mm -hmm. I really want to talk about um, over this past little while, I've really been trying out some new collagens. And I have some things to report back on. <laughs> Please don't leave me hanging any longer. Okay, oh, the so suspense. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're going to need to add an extra pause in this uh, edit. Um, but so, okay. So my biggest misconception, or maybe it's not a misconception, but like you are what you eat. So does that mean 
you you ingest more collagen, you're just going to have more collagen? Is that how it works, Rachel? Yeah, basically, you're consuming collagen and different cofactors to support the building blocks of you, right? We're talking DNA nucleotides. Things have to have cofactors and constituents in order to make up those atoms that come together to make nucleotides. And then they're going to be making basically the code to make happy and healthy skin cells. So when it comes to taking collagen, I got to say my skin is on freaking point right now. And I literally haven't done any in-clinic uh, peels or laser treatments since I think like mid early last year. So I'm almost on a year of the fewest in-clinic interventions I've ever done um, because I used to always want to do things in the clinic for lasers for promoting collagen. And this was really before I understood how biohacking really can transform your beauty and radiance. And before I'd have to have laser treatments to mitigate the red acne scars that I would get every time I had a pimple, you, I'd have this redness that would actually last for months. Now it only lasts about two or three days. And I really attribute that to some of the skin supplements that I work with as well. So when you go over to the rachelvarga.ca e-store, you're going to see uh, quite a few products on there. But I got to say, your best bet is to email me or book a consult with me because a lot of the stuff I work with actually can't be listed on an e-store for reselling purposes and things like that. Or there's ingredients in there that are just so gosh darn good for you that the interweb's going to fact check it. And then it, literally like this is happening behind the scenes with people that are offering different vitamins. They're actually having their funds suspended and, and held. Yeah, it's a big problem. So I've taken the position to not put certain things that I work with online just because we are in a space that is really kind of cracking down on that stuff which from my perspective these are research-based options that doesn't make any sense uh, but when we're talk we're going to talk about some baseline health tests and one of the things that I've learned from myself is that I do a bit better with beef collagen so I work with a company that's been formulating for 30 years it's third-party independent lab-tested, non-GMO, grass-fed beef. And they have it in this turmeric elixir format. It's the bomb diggity. And it's mm. actually sweetened with like a little bit of stevia and monk fruit. And there's other cofactors. So we can take collagen that's actually optimized for skin health, not just like random collagen that you're going to get for like bone and tissue support, but actually for the skin. So this one is my favorite. Uh, it's it's a yellow orange drink that sometimes I drink on the show or the other yellow orange drink I drink, I drink is uh, like a uh, liver detox hormone balancing one. So if you see me drinking something yellow or orange, it's either one of the two and it's freaking delicious. But I'm sure you see that too in clients you work with when oh, you yeah. go through their baselines that pretty much most people tolerate beef collagen better than like poultry or marine. You know, bringing up this whole idea of collagen, you know, ingesting it orally versus like applying it topically. I can't tell you how many things I've seen just like in passing or online of like, you know, collagen infused pillow sheets and collagen infused mask and all of these things. And I just I I can't help but say like, OK, is this like trying to be like CBD last year where it's like infusing collagen into everything? And like, what is it? You know, like, let's get to the bottom of what they're, you know, actually including and 
how much is that actually going to move the needle for consumers putting this stuff on their face or their body? Well, yeah, your intuition's bang on. So we can't just like put a skin cream on or a product or sheets to like magically put more collagen. We actually have to give our skin cells the building blocks it needs or stimulate the skin with say your dermal roller like here to actually activate your fibroblasts to make more elastin and collagen. So it's not a matter of like putting it on the skin. It is a matter of ingesting it and talking to the skin in a way that we can safely promote it via the mechanism of a very controlled slight injury, like with dermal rolling, done about every you know two to five times a week, not just showing up to the clinic once a month. You, it, this is something that's great to do at home. And that's what I guide my clients through in one-on-ones and offer ongoing support with. But like I said, I used to probably do about 60% in clinic stuff for my skin and 40% at home. And it's easily now 90% at home and 10% in clinic. And my skin's never been better, not to mention my overall health and wellness since like taking this biohacking journey with you. So thank yeah. you, Katie, for opening my eyes to this. Hopefully new world. you're bank account is a little bit better too. Although maybe not with all those biohacking tools, as we know, like infrared saunas do cost a pretty penny as do at home, uh, like, you know, ice baths and stuff. Speaking of which, so we've talked a lot about saunas and different types of saunas in the past. We've had sunlight on and we, you know, both experienced dry saunas. Curious at Upgrade Labs, where you go to in Victoria, they have an infrared, correct? Not a dry yeah. Well, they actually have two saunas. So hubby and I were there actually yesterday. I'm like, oh, I really want to like go for some lunch. And I love the upgrade cafe. It's kind of like cafe style and really good food. We shared this like steak hash. It was delicious. The food there is mega. It's like you order one thing. Yeah. And honestly, it's enough for two people. Like it's so filling. You look at it, you're like, ah, oh, this isn't very much, but it is because it's so nutrient dense. You get so satiated. So uh, when I was ordering the guy behind the counter, he was saying, um, you know, which, which sauna are you going to be doing? And he usually does cold therapy. And we have a big like laugh about that, like biohacking nerd out time. And it's like, am I, am, was is this I gonna... Chris? No, it's not Chris. Uh, it's somebody else. I freaking okay. love Chris. I saw him I yesterday. Chris. I adore Chris. Chris, we Shout love out Chris, you so if you're much. listening. And Aww. your girlfriend, Jenna, you guys are freaking rock stars. Such a sweetie. I met them at the first, like the first biohacking conference we ever went to. And we just clicked. Like it was me and my fiance and him and, uh, and his, I guess now fiance. And we just both were like, hi, I we don't know each other, but let's be friends. And it's just so exciting that they're now your friends. So wow. Meta universe. That's just crazy. Anyway, I digress. Go on, please. Sorry. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> I love you, Katie. All right. So they, they got two options. They got an ozone sauna and then they also have the sunlight and infrared sauna. So, and near infrared. So the ozone sauna is basically, I didn't do that one. I actually find that one like really challenging for me. So you basically kind of like strip down, you're in this like capsule. When we were uh, interviewing Wade Lightheart and being on his show, the Awesome Health Podcast. If you guys haven't listened to our episode on the Awesome Health Podcast, you need to check that one out with Katie and I. It was really, really fun. We'll drop it in the link below. Uh, but basically, Ozone Sauna, you're in this like capsule with your head poking out and you're actually literally just breathing in straight oxygen. You can listen to one of Dave Asprey's podcasts. It's it's pretty sweet, but it's very difficult for me. Wait, oh, quick, yeah. quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Is it like a hyperbaric oxygen chamber? No. 
No, okay. it's different. It's different. So your body in the capsule is being exposed to ozone and some other things. Um, I'm not like an expert on the distinguishing factors between the two different types of saunas. Please don't put me on the spot. But um, it, it helps to dry out toxins and like you sweat a lot, you get really hot, but your head's out. And uh, so it's a different mechanism than the hyperbaric chamber, the hyperbaric, actually I do know how to answer this one I'm talking about. So the hyperbaric chamber is basically, you're just like forcing oxygen into all of your cells. That's what a hyperbaric chamber does. So it helps with blood flow. It helps with tissue perfusion of oxygenation, all of that, which of course is going to have an impact for your skin. No question. And also even to help mitigate the uh, red blood cell gluing from electromagnetic exposure. But the, the ozone sauna is basically like pulling toxins out. So you're sitting on a towel. When you get out, you look down at the towel and there's typically some like dark spots on the towel. And that's like mold and toxins literally being pulled out. So when we're doing like the sunlight and sauna, for example, uh, which my hubby and I, we did a couple sauna yesterday. We had a little food and then we had a sauna session. By the way, super sexy date idea. You'll thank me later with like the really sexy lighting. And like, you're just like sweating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you're like, hubby, we're going to go in the ice bath together and you're going to hate me now. <laughs> no, no, no he, he, I, I agree. It's so much fun to do. These yeah, it is. It is. And like, you're like glistening. So super flattering. And yeah, that was really fun. And he's like, yeah, you know when I do weight cuts because he's a pro athlete. They typically do the dry sauna. And I was explaining to him that you actually have about 10 times more toxins being pulled out of your body with more of the infrared sauna, like the sunlight and products, which you can find uh, on our favorites page. And then we got out and we looked at the towels and sure enough, we also had some toxins. I hadn't done a sauna. I, I have to confess in about a month and a half, I hadn't been upgraded in a month and a half. I was just like kind of just hermit moding, if you will, even though I absolutely love everybody there. But it just goes to show you because I wouldn't see anything on the towel. And then it's like, okay, after the holidays, all the sugar and alcohol, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I well, we need to get you like an at home sauna because you got a big enough place to, to put that, you know, I just don't know where we're going to put it yet. Like we want yeah. to have the right place for it. And we got some other things to do. So I'm utilizing upgrade. Definitely. Yeah. I also love how Rachel Lowkey was like, I don't know anything about hyperbaric chambers. And then she just spits out like PubMed article after PubMed article. And I'm just like, girl, you knew a lot more than I did. So bravo, Rachel, you're, I, you just always amaze me. Anyway. Do you um, know why I know that? I, I No, I don't. A Jeopardy question? I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's from my aesthetics background. So as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist, having done 20,000 rejuvenation procedures, having thousands of that include facial injectables. If say a dermal filler, which is like a gel of hyaluronic acid, which, which other, with other, other constituents in it too. Um, if say, for example, it's injected into the skin, but it's also injected into a blood vessel and blocks blood flow. That's an emergency situation. The risk of this, I'm telling you right now, is about one in a thousand in the literature. So, for example, people get fillers into their cheeks, into their lips, into their jawline, necklace lines, temples, tear troughs, along the bridge of the nose. I got opinions on which of those aspects are safe or not. I'm actually writing um, an article for the Journal of Aesthetic Nursing in UK 
this month on my um, facial filler treatment algorithms. But if there's a blockage, it's actually um, indicated as part of the treatment algorithm to then have the patient go into a hyperbaric chamber. So we dissolve the filler with hyaluronidase. It's an enzyme that dissolves it or hyalinex in the US. And then uh, someone goes into the hyperbaric chamber because if blood flow is blocked from the filler, the tissue is going to die if you don't perfuse it quickly enough. It can become necrotic and then slough off. Uh, so the hyperbaric chamber just really helps with uh, perfusion. So that's actually why I could pull that out of my back pocket. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, for myself, like I'm, I unfortunately don't have any access to like hyperbaric chambers near me. There are a couple of different clinics that offer it, but they're so expensive as individual sessions. And if you're looking to do it for longevity purposes, which is kind of what I'm thinking, it requires like 40 plus sessions, which is really expensive. And I don't trust those at home hyperbaric like kits that, you know, some other biohackers talk about. It's just doesn't seem safe enough for me to administer on my own to be I I really want somebody kind of with the medical license that knows what they're doing. So I I think for now until the market changes and there's more accessibility I I don't foresee myself having an opportunity to use them unfortunately. But uh but that's just kind of the nature of how these things go. Yeah, for sure. So uh one of the cool things about finishing up our sauna session with Hubby and I is that an upgrade you can shower after. And I've had it before where I've done a sauna session, you just kind of have to like towel dry you actually want to rinse those toxins off straight away. I do go into the sauna with like my full skincare and makeup on. And then when I get out, I just rinse it off. No problem, no breakouts, but I'm also using like rockstar products, but there is certainly a difference between the dry um, and the infrared. So you can uh, lend your take on that now. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I was using an infrared sauna for the longest time when we were living in Hawaii. We've since moved back and sauna did not come with us, sadly, just didn't fit on the plane for some reason. Um, I did bring my sauna blanket though. So I should probably start using that again. Anyway, we have a, like an actual massive finish dry sauna in our complex and it's right next to our unheated pool. So it makes for a great, you know, ice cold therapy or ice and hot therapy, fire and ice. And the thing I will say about the dry sauna that I love is, oh my God, it gets really hot fast. The thing I don't love is when you're in there for about five minutes, you start to have a trouble, like trouble breathing, or at least that's been the case for me where it's just so hot. And I like this morning, I was in there for less than four minutes. What's the temperature a, at? A 167 to 170. That's like hot. I, got so hot that I had to go dip into the pool. And then I came back in and I was like almost dry instantly. And I, you know, that's the only downside. Now it's great if you're doing this kind of back and forth thing like I'm doing, but I think it's so important to just monitor the temperature too, because one of the things with the infrared is you can stay in longer and then you're going to feel the effects of sweating later. Whereas with the dry sauna, you're going to get really hot really fast, but then you're, it's going to become overwhelming. So you might not get all those benefits. You know, you'll get some of the heat benefits of it, but not all the like sweating and detoxification that you might get from an infrared sauna. So I think there's advantages to both. I think there's more research like on the long-term health benefits, just because of what we've seen in some Finnish studies uh, data-wise for dry. And so I'm excited to have a dry, but I think there's a lot to be said for infrared sauna options as well. 
Yeah, I've kind of been learning a little bit more about what I can handle temperature wise. I'm a Canadian. I dig the cold. I do well with the cold, actually. It's really interesting. And so heat's hard for me, but I can do about like 155 for about 45 minutes now. Um, and I had to really build up to that. I kind of started with like 25, then 30. But yeah, at the end of it, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of have to like really work on my breathing and stuff like that. And my muscles were pretty sore because I'm getting back to the gym, which is great after the car accident and lifting heavier weights. So I was just a bit sore and kind of like a bit stressed out with stuff happening. And then I just immediately felt better. It's like, oh, this is why I love coming here is because it just like you just feel better. You get that endorphin rush of doing something really fun. And then you feel like warm and cozy for like an hour or two afterwards. The only issue with some saunas when you're sharing it is the potential for mold to actually accumulate in the sauna itself. So actually Chris's girlfriend, Jenna, she has a really good uh, social media presence talking about mold toxicity. And that's one of the things that, so she likes some of the saunas that have these like ceramic tiles that you can clean properly. So there's that as well. Uh, like with sharing them, uh, but maybe just like pop some binders. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think about mold in my like seventy-five-year-old sauna. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been cleaned. I should probably clean it. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, and shout out to Jenna. I should watch some of those um, like mold toxicity videos because I do think it's really important to just. I mean, it's something that's really hard to test. We should actually have somebody kind of on the show to talk a little bit more about like what is involved because I had a friend. HypoAir could do that. Uh, David Milburn yeah. from HypoAir, they got some kits. Yeah. So we should actually reach out to them for collaboration on that because I think that would be really important to know about. But ignorance is bliss sure. in this case, right, Katie? Uh, well, in this in this case, yes. Um, but, uh, but let's move on uh, and kind of wrap things up with sort of like, you know, speaking of health tests and we, you know, can talk about um, some of our favorite baseline tests. And I, you know, would love to try some mold tests. So yes, definitely we should reach out to HypoAir and see if we can try and see what that would um, kind of deliver in terms of results. But what are some of your go-to tests that you like to start off your year? Because it feels to me like... I don't know, the start of the new year is kind of like back to school where you like get all of your like, you know, binders and your journals in order and everything is like in your backpack and you're like, let's do this and you organize everything. That's how I like to think of like taking care of my health at the beginning of the year. I like to get everything in order. So what are your favorite tests that you like to do beginning of the year and then check in again later in the year? Well, I'd actually say before I get into that, what I do is like a full on vision board. Like I did one for my business and then Gabe did one for like his business and his YouTube channel. And then we flipped around the poster board and actually did like our health, um, our married couple, right? Our future family kind of like vision board. And I needed to drop a couple of pounds. Let's just be honest. Probably did like the quarantine 10 no, I'm just being honest here because I haven't been able to exercise in the way that I used to. Like, trust me, I was doing personal training and glute bridging 325 pounds. I kid you not, I was lifting heavy and like deadlift 170 pounds. So I was used to working out really hard. And that's probably why my body is kept up in the way that it has, despite like two and a half years of not really being able to lift weights. So that's been really good to get back into. And it's funny, I actually put this like weight down to like drop four pounds by this certain date. 
And I actually did it just by like eating foods I like to eat, exercising a little bit more. It wasn't hard for me following my biome recommendations a little bit more as well. So this is the segue into it. We have to like manifest and like vision board aspects of our health as well uh, as things like beauty also, like having a specific mindset of health and beauty and radiance and kind of calling that in and having positive self-talk. So Viome 100% uh, continuing to follow those recommendations. I am going to be doing a round of their precision supplements. So I'll report back of what that's like, and then I'll retest again. Um, the inside tracker, I really liked that one also. That one involves a phlebotomist coming to the house and taking some blood. Gabe like gets the mad heebie-jeebies from it. He hates blood tests. Uh, but that was a really good test too. So we're going to be talking about inside tracker on the episode as well. I haven't done the DEXA scan uh, like you have, Katie, or the NutriSense for blood continuous blood glucose monitoring yet. Uh, but those are going to be some of the things that I'm sure I'll be investigating later this year. But we've done toolbox genomics, and that really gives you like a snapshot sense of your epigenetics and your DNA and all of that. Uh, but it's a good idea to retest with these things every like three to six months. What do you think? Yes. I mean, I, I definitely think if you're having a major life change and you're starting to experience symptoms, it might be wiser to test sooner rather than later. So for instance, you know, I moved back from Hawaii, you know, about a month ago. So I'm probably going to retest with Viome at least in the next month or two, just even though it's, it hasn't been six months, I do feel like my mic microbiome has changed a lot. And, you know, the, the climate is so different. The food is so different. And so I just want to see where things are at. Might not be that different, but it, I'm curious. I think with blood work, yes, like unless you're starting a new medication or something, I think it's, you know, getting a six month kind of read is a great cadence to follow for sure. And what I really like about Inside trackers, their biological age. And we've talked about this with Viome and some of the epigenetic tests as well. What's really cool for me right now is to start to look at some of these lifestyle interventions and modifications I'm doing, especially around supplements, you know, for longevity, and then track them over time and see are they actually moving the needle on my biological health? Because if I'm not seeing any, you know, anything going in the way of like, you know, a positive correlation, maybe I need to rethink how that is interacting with my body. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. So the Viome and all of that, those tests are available on our favorites page, as well as a, a continuing glucose monitoring test as well. And uh, this year, I'm really excited just to like see what we have done to improve upon our test from last year, and then the progress we're making. Um, one of the things I do really want to talk quickly about is the importance of cold therapy. And then we're going to talk about facial gua sha, but mm -hmm. cold therapy, I think is a really good strategy to, if you're feeling stressed out or anxious or you have pain, do cold therapy, because it's one of the best ways that you can hack your nervous system and regulate it. And it's not easy. It's hard, but just start with like 10 seconds, then 30 seconds then a minute, then a couple minutes, and then eventually you'll get up to 10 minutes and join the club. But uh, it's, it's not easy. It's a challenge. But the crazy thing is, I actually uh, hurt my wrist really badly uh, about two months ago. 
I was doing some kickboxing stuff with hubby and I did a spinning back fist and I smoked a metal pole. The, the bag was at the top of the metal pole and I smoked it. I thought I broke my wrist. So instead of like swearing and freaking out, instead I was like, <sighs> I just got into that like cold therapy. Okay, just keep breathing mode and just breathe through it. So anytime you have like a stressor life event, instead of like <laughs> getting really riled up and having it ruin your day, it's like, okay, no, it's just a little blip. It's not a big deal. We all go through those things. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that. It builds resiliency for sure. The Heck more yeah. that you do it, the more that you start to feel the benefits of it. And I mean, for me, it's been something that I just feel instantaneously better. I have a lot of issues around like seasonal affective, you know, disorder, just don't get enough sunlight. And it really gives you an endorphin rush. And then they post like, ice bath dopamine uh, hit after because, um, you know, scientists have looked into some of the cognitive effects of and neurotransmitter effects of like what happens to your body after you kind of put it through the, the pain, quote unquote, of an ice bath. And it's actually like it does have a positive response on your dopamine levels, you know, after the fact. So, gosh, what a better way to start your day and to like get your endorphins up, get your dopamine up and feel motivated and kind of focused to take on all the challenges that you're presented, knowing that like that resilience is going to be your through line. And I think it doesn't really matter at this point, like uh, there's a lot of science around ice baths or ice water and there's so much you can look into. I would definitely like look at Andrew Huberman's um, recent interview he did on, uh, you know, some of the different temperatures that you might want to aim for and, and timing around that. But gosh, I started with a cold shower and I've done cryotherapy and I've done ice bath and they all hurt. <laughs> they all feel cold and they are painful and it's it's hard. But like, just start somewhere. And like Rachel said, start at a low place and then just build yourself up over time. Yeah. And if we're talking about like cryo versus ice bath, I've had the opportunity to do a couple of cryo sessions at Upgrade Labs. It's awesome. Like I, like you said, you just like, it's like a high. You feel like you have a dopamine high after because it's kind of fun. It's exciting. Like, yeah, you can do it. And, the, you know, the same thing for the ice bath. So I'm not sure about the differences between them. But I'll tell you one thing, the ice bath, it takes me forever to heat up afterwards. Like I have to get in a hot bath afterwards. And then after cryo, it's like I was warm, like, you know, a few minutes. Well, my skin was still cold, like it was still cold. But uh, that was interesting. For sure. Yeah. At least. yeah, I think like cryo is very expensive. And so if you have a free alternative and you live in Canada and it is cold out there, I would say do that first. But if you know, you live somewhere really hot and you have access to a cryo chamber and it feels good and it's a good way to start, that could be a nice gateway too. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that the cold water, just the way it interacts with um, your blood vessels and kind of your skin, I don't know. I just feel like there's nothing that beats that. Sorry, yeah. cryo. <laughs> Especially when it's natural flowing water and then it's structured water and then it's actually more bioavailable for your body also. 
Yes. If you can find a structured spring water source that's freezing cold, please let me know and I will be there. Just come off-roading with me and I'll find you some magical, majestic waterfalls and rivers. No problem. I would love that. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up this episode with the one thing that I just cannot really understand or get my head around yet, but I'm hoping you are going to eliminate this for me. What the F is gua sha? Because I have seen so, I've gotten so many targeted ads for these jade rollers and I just don't uh, what it is this like a softer weaker version of dermal rolling <laughs> no it's totally different so gua oh, sha okay. yeah so dermal rolling is actually like the jade roller and the dermal roller completely different the dermal roller like this one here for example uh this one creates little has little tiny needles on it that actually punctures the skin so it can puncture your uh, keratinocytes and melanocytes to then you can apply products on afterwards to impact hyperpigmentation. Uh, also, it penetrates the fibroblasts to stimulate more collagen and elastin. Okay. So it's like aerating the face, the lawn, and then you put different peptides on over top. And word to the wise, there's a lot of people online sharing some really subpar free information out there. I do not have a dermal rolling live demo online for free for liability concerns. So if you want access to how I dermal roll and the right products for you to use for your skin conditions, book a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. Use promo code podcast 15 for 15% off. And then you get the live follow along sessions with me when you register for skin, my skin camp programs. And you can ask me questions and I show you exactly how to do your face, eyelids, nose, lips, neck, chest, hands. So Gua Sha comes from traditional Chinese medicine. And I actually have a practitioner who's done quite a bit of Gua Sha and scraping for whiplash injuries. And he actually gave me one of his tools. Now I'm trying to find a tool that I really care about where it's coming from. I don't want to have any type of support of like child forced labor, right? And unfortunately, a lot of these like jade gua sha tools are coming from like really bad places. So I've been on the hunt for a couple of months and I still haven't found a source that I'm, I'm willing to um, recommend, but stay tuned. I will be recommending one like the one I have. I just haven't found one that's the same shape because uh, the one I have is actually really spectacular. So what gua sha does is it actually helps with smoothing your fascia. So your fascia is like tissue that actually has mitochondria. We're actually finding now that the fascia is like a highway for information. But what happens as we age is the fascia gets a little bit um, discombobulated, if you will, and irregular. So what we want is to keep the fascia nice and smooth. And we also want to promote lymphatic drainage. But you got 10 fingers here that are also going to do a perfectly good job when it comes to your face, neck, chest. So what I do every time I wash my face and put my moisturizers on is I actually massage my face, neck, chest in very specific ways. So we're starting from the center point of my forehead and I'm going down to the sides of like my eyebrows and my temples and then down the, the ends, the sides of my face. And then I take also a little bit of pressure around the corners of my nose, under the eyes, and then sweep that following my cheeks to about my ears, and then corners of the lips to the ears, the jawline to the ears, and then flushing from under your, your neck and your ear area here down to your collarbones. Now you do have to open up the nodes 
the lymph nodes around your clavicular collarbone areas also so that the stagnant lymph from your face and neck can actually drain out through the rest of your lymphatic system. So your fingertips are going to work just fine. And also your fingertips actually give off energy more so than a stone tool. Well, you know, certain stones have energies, frequencies, whatever. But uh, I just use my fingers on my face. I actually don't use a tool on my face. But sometimes I'll do my neck to uh, get some muscle uh, release. But that's, um, that's definitely something that you don't need to buy a tool for. You can just use your fingers. This is fascinating. I think we should definitely like talk about this on a future podcast episode and really go into, because this also reminds me of dry brushing too, right? And we can talk a little bit about that as it relates to lymphatic drainage. And I just, yeah, there's a lot that we can continue to discuss. So I think we should table that for now because this is, uh, this at least got me thinking, you know, I probably don't need to spend $15 on a jade roller from, you know, wherever when I can actually just do this all at home on, you know, using these fingers and, and just kind of like practice that as well. So very, very interesting stuff. Thank you for basically shedding some light on that for me. I really appreciate it. Um, well, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode, uh, part two. And again, if you hadn't listen to part one, you definitely want to go back and check that one out as well. And if you are interested in kind of looking up any of the products we mentioned today, definitely check out our favorites page, beautyinthebiohacker.com backslash favorites. And that's favorites with a U, Canadians, yep. not just with an O, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Um, I just felt like I needed to point that out just in case somebody was curious. Anyway, that's that's it for me today. Anything you want to add, Rachel? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking a little bit more about gua sha and dry brushing. But lymphatic drainage is really important, uh, not just for the face and the neck, but also for the rest of the body. It can actually have some pretty cool impacts on like your waistline and getting rid of like bloating. I definitely like to do body lymphatic drainage, especially when I'm showing off the tum-tum a little bit more in the spring, summer. So um, yes, this is all sometimes part of my routine with my glorious morning and evening rituals. So I'll take you guys, we'll lift the veil a little bit and take you all behind the scenes of what I actually do. So thanks everyone. totally do. Oh, sorry. Just one last thing. And listeners, please leave us a comment if you would like this to be or drop us an email we should do another like ice bath sauna challenge together on yeah, instagram for that sure. was so much fun and i have a sauna you when you're at upgrades you just hit me up girl i'll go run into my sauna and we'll do that together i think that would be so freaking fun yeah that's uh that sounds like a lot of fun i thought you were gonna say can we follow you along in your evening morning and evening routine but that's i'm i mean sorry i'm naked so that's not gonna happen. not safe for work guys <laughs> so we're gonna have to scrap that one but as long as we're all both wearing we'll appropriate 1920s style bathing suits i think this would be great keep the g keep the g <laughs> awesome everybody thanks for tuning in uh, subscribe to the show here hit the bell on YouTube so you know when we're live next. Join our newsletter at beautyinthebiohacker.com for special offers and insider tips on events that we do. Check out our favorites page, which highlights special affiliate links to help support the channel here and promo codes to help you save some money. Much love to each and every one of you. And we're gonna talk about some cool things next time. Looking forward to hanging out with you again, Katie, as well. And have a great rest of the day, everybody.
Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giveaways you won't want to miss.